Just friendships and how important it is for the girls to really connect on a deeper level because it makes it easier for us to, when you're connecting well with the female, it makes it easier to say yes when your partner and that female wants to connect. And too many details, man. Shocking. <laughs> Uh, Whatever, Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. We're going deep in more ways than one, and today we're going deep on our girlfriend friendships. So we're going to talk about all the great things that this lifestyle has brought to us when it comes to girl friendships. So Mm. I'm Elle. And I'm V. And we have a very special guest today. So we have mommy on board with us. (laughs) Happy to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome to the show. So I want to talk about how this conversation kind of came about because I think you guys Marco Poloed about it or something and mommy, you suggested it as an idea for the podcast. So why? What what did you want to talk about? I mean, for me, friendships with females in the lifestyle is completely different than friendships I knew in my formal or uh, not trying to say vanilla life. <laughs> I know, right? We're all trying to avoid that word these days. <laughs> in my monogamous life where all my boyfriends cheated on me and things were horrible, but cool, cool. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the the strength of the friendships in this space is so incredible. And, like, especially in this group that I've found with you guys. How long have you two been friends? I mean, at this point, it's been, Yeah, 18. She's got years on. Keto 18. <laughs> That's five yeah, years. Remember, yeah. it was just our anniversary. Yes. It was our it was five, a- five-year friendship anniversary, yeah. you know, friendship style. Anniversary. Yeah. yeah. And so we were talking about, like, just friendships and how important it is for the girls to really connect on a deeper level because it makes it easier for us to – when you're connecting well with the female, it makes it easier to say yes when your partner and that female wants to connect. That's how mommy and I started to talk about it. It was like, oh, my gosh, we should do a podcast about – girl friendships and how to navigate that in the lifestyle. Mm. I was also thinking about it today in like preparation of coming in here and thinking about our joy family in particular and how really the females of our group is the glue that holds us all together. They're the ones that keep in touch, keep in contact, make the plans, plan the parties with the exception of um, honestly, Elle normally is not the planner with well, she communicates with us, but her husband M does a lot more of the planning <laughs> yep. with me and Brandy. Yeah, exactly. But that's really what's so important. It's just the the glue. We're the glue. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And mommy, I would say you are like the, the the true glue to the group mm-hmm. because what I valued about our friendship when we first met was, you know, we met through Marco Polo, we were chatting, but you were so friendly and so inviting to say, hey, I have a friend I want you to meet. I know this person that I want you to meet. You should connect with this person. And you were the one that introduced me to a lot of the people that you were already speaking with. And that made me feel so invited and so welcomed and just really put things at ease. I think when it comes to friendships, one of the hardest things that people really run into is how do I get into that group? How do I, what do I say? Um, you know, you almost feel like an outsider when you're trying to come into a certain situation. And that was just a really welcoming thing that I admired. So thank you for that. And you continue to do that always. <laughs> well, in all honesty, like you and M also built this friend group with me. You guys have pretty much been here with me from the very beginning. O-G-O-O-O-G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always said the G's, baby. You know, like you, you've been there through the absolute thick and thin of everything that pretty much all of this friend group has been through since we all kind of like discovered it and it evolved a lot actually, but like there yeah. are just some tried and true people that have been around based on the relationships that we've built with each other and the open and honest communication we always have. Mm-hmm. And it seems interesting to see like the people that stayed and the people that left and, and who's still hanging around, but 
you know, you just brought up a really good point about the open and honest communication. And, and when I was thinking about friends and the lifestyle, what makes our non-monogamous relationship so successful? And that's the openness and the communication. And so now that and we the have- And the freedom to be whoever the fuck you mm, are. Yes. It's just true acceptance. And then, you know, when it comes to that friendship level, we still have that. It takes openness and communication so we can connect on a much deeper level than I think that I've been able to connect with my non-monogamous friends because of Absolutely. That. V, would you agree with me on that? <laughs> with your monogamous yeah. friends, you're saying, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, yes, I was thinking the same thing. So I do still have a lot of very close monogamous friends. Um, I've been friends with these girlfriends since I was in eighth grade, and they're my family, my friend family, like they're my chosen family. And I thought that would be it for my whole life. And then I met you guys. And um, I think, yeah, it is very interesting um, trying to see what is the difference. And I think with my girls, luckily, they speak the same language of like um, personal growth and self-growth and, um, you know, just openness and, you know, let your freak flag fly. They don't do it in the same way that I do, but they appreciate me for what I am and let me be who I am. Um, but that brings me to my next point of... Can I make one comment? Yeah. I think it really has to do with the fact that you are able to be open and honest with everybody in your friendships that are monogamous you are open, whereas like some of us aren't necessarily able to do that because of our professional careers yeah. or other family rationale or whatever. So like, it's lovely that with your friends that aren't of the same lifestyle, that you have the freedom to still 100% be who you are. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I, and again, something else to add to that would be would I, you talked about how your friends are open and you have a strong connection with them. My, my non my monogamous friends, I don't talk to them as much anymore. And I realize the ones that I don't speak with anymore are the ones that I had to hide this side of my life. Mm. And for me, I wasn't able to be fully myself. So there was a separateness there. And so that was hard to not be able to be my true self with them. And I had to like hide a part of my life. And that wasn't fun. I had to lie. And like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to hide who I am and what I like to do. So the the monogamous friends that I have now, um, they are the ones that are, have accepted me. They don't, some ask me questions, some don't, but they're, they're still curious about it and they're open and they're non-judgmental, which is, has allowed that, those friendships to continue. That's a great point. And I have one like that too. And, and Elle, you know her as well, mm -hmm. um, that I can be open with. And actually I introduced her to, to Elle for her yeah, medicine exactly. practices <laughs> and everything. And they're like really close now, but yeah. she knows the full truth of everything. It's not that many people in my life that I can bring into this, but those that I have, I find myself being more open and honest with. But honestly, like we don't really see each other that mm -hmm. much because my free time, I choose to spend with you guys. Well, and you choose to spend it like a lot of the lifestyle and being open is like you want to go to places where you're going to meet other couples and, you know, so we end up going to, you know, sex parties on the weekend. Like you're not going to go to those with your <laughs> monogamous friends. Like, exactly. You know, my friends are always invited if they want to come, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, you're just not into the same thing. So it's just naturally... Um, you know, in any relationship, take the lifestyle out of it. Like, you know, if I w were to have a baby, right, I would naturally be closer to, at this point in my life, my friends with babies because they get it. There's a shorthand um, and they're doing the same kinds of things with their weekends. You know, they're going to the park during the day. They're not staying up fucking late at night. They're getting up early the next morning <laughs> with the kids. So, yeah. you know, I am not living that life. And so naturally, I'm spending my time with the people who are also not living that life. And then also mm -hmm. what I was saying about the shorthand, I think, you know, 
with you guys, I'll I'm, I spend a lot of time, obviously, with this podcast and with like just my um, interest in the psychology behind dating and um, relationships and everything. I spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff, right? So it makes more sense to go to my girlfriends in the lifestyle who know um, already what I'm talking about without me having to explain it. And then we can start talking about it. Right. So mm, it's like, yeah. it's a shorthand. Absolutely. Same as, yeah. so likening it to the mothers in my group, they're not going to come to me who's not a mother with their motherhood woes. They're like for first choice, right. They're going to go to the other mother and be like, Hey, I just have to vent about this thing. Cause she gets it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think those are the hose find hose. Yeah, really good points there. <laughs> Wait, somebody say that again. Hose find hose. Hose find hose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so these are these are some of the differences, I guess, that we just dove into with our friends in the lifestyle and then our friends that are monogamous. I have to say, one other difference about these relationships is traveling Mm. and sharing a hotel room is so much easier. Can I tell you, you can take your shirt off when you want. You can do like any, anything goes. It's not like, whoops, excuse me. Let me hide my bits and go to the bathroom and change in here. You know, ah, it's so annoying. traveling. (laughs) I mean, we were just naked on a beach less than a month ago (laughs) together. Wow. Freedom. Think about that. That's like so true. Everything's okay. Like it's not non. There's no walls. There's no barriers. There's nothing. Like we are a hundred percent authentically who we are, faults and all. We all have bad moments and like are genuinely honest with each other about them. Mm -hmm. And we help each other through them. And different people support different people at different Mm -hmm. times in our group. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just an acceptance all around. Wow, the nakedness. That just like really like gave me an aha moment. I'm like, oh wow, that it, it is so much easier to like get ready in front of my lifestyle friends because I can just sit there fucking naked. Naked. Yeah. yeah. Or half dressed, half makeup yeah. done, like everything. <laughs> this is so funny. I was actually home in Pennsylvania like maybe two weekends ago. And my mother really wants me to clean out my closet of all my shit. And I was trying on all these clothes. And I was like, oh, you, I don't care if you see me. And she's like, you know, hiding her eyes and stuff. And <laughs> I mean, naturally. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's, oh, that, that's weird for some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is for most My people. poor mother. I love, it. <laughs> love you, mom. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, but I think another thing is like another difference is the fucking. Like I've mm-hmm. licked your pussies, right? How do you think <laughs> that that affects our friendships in like our female friendships in the lifestyle? It makes them more intimate. Yeah, way more intimate, more trusting. I don't know. That's a vulnerable state to be in is like having your pussy in somebody else's face. And so I don't know. There's it's a, a whole- connection. Yeah. It's like um, an emotional and physical connection with another person that's beyond just a platonic relationship, but mm-hmm. that doesn't cross, you know, boundaries or borders of being inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, like I always try to. I'm, I'm, I'm processing. I always I like watching your face when you process. <laughs> <laughs> I always try to explain to my monogamous friends, you know, what my relationships are like with the men that I have sex with, particularly because you know they most of them understand. They're kind of trying to understand, like, how do you have sex without it, you know, without attaching feelings to it? And I'm like, but there are feelings. Like, I love these people, like, deeply. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but Mm -hmm. wait, hold on a second. And, like, they can't wrap their head around it. And Hmm. I don't know the right terms to use. I haven't really found a way to articulate, like, the depth of the relationship, but still there – there is a separation because it's not like I'm going to take like, you know, having sex with M and being like, oh, I want him 
and have that relationship, like rather than my relationship with Jay. And like, I, I hope he leaves L and comes to me. Like there's never that element. Like when mm-hmm. I feel that I deeply love him, does that mm-hmm. make sense? I, yes. And I am having a difficult time coming up with words to describe this just like you are right now. I think it has to do with when I think of people, the friends that I have in the lifestyle, like the best way to describe it is I call these people my soul friends. Mm. Like these types of relationships are deeper. I can talk to them about anything um, and everything at any time. I know that at the drop of a hat, they would come and help me if I was ever in need. They would go to the extra mile for me. And it's almost like an unspoken understanding that they are, we are soul friends. I think it's because we could be so truly vulnerable with each other. We're so accepting of each other. We've seen each other in all aspects of life, sexually and friendly and platonically. And it just automatically gives us a deeper connection that allows us to have sex together without that threatening of, I'm going to lose my partner. I don't know. That's just the words that like soul friendships is what comes to mind for me. And I think when we look at each other's relationships and like having sex with each other's partner and whatever else, like you know, there's, there's times that come up where there's feelings and whatever else. And of course we talk through them or whatever, but like when you look at someone else's relationship and you're like, oh wow, like look at how, you know, L and M handled that situation and resolved that. Like, that's amazing. Like maybe I can work and learn from them with my partner to better our relationship. And so like we're constantly learning and growing through each other and with each other, which is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And because Mm -hmm. we are so open with sharing about what we're going through and working through and triggered by, it's like we have that maybe firsthand knowledge of the relationships around us. I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to articulate it and I'm not trying to find, I'm not finding it, but. I also, when I look at other couples, I love everybody like in our friendship group. And then I would look at the couples and I'm like, wow, they have like a certain magic together. And mm. that couple has their magic together. And mm-hmm. that couple. So for me to say like, oh, I want to be with T-Money. Like I see your guys' relationship and and that's your magic. That's not something I can replicate with him and I, right? Yeah. There's no threat there like that. I, I just, I appreciate your relationship for your relationship. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I brought this up because we were saying, like, how does being sexually intimate with each other um, affect our female relationships, right, and our friendship aspect of our relationship? And it really triggered that, like, not triggered, um, it What's the word I'm looking for? Like, inspired the other thought. The other thought of like how I also feel about the men that I fuck. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, it's just this deep love and soul connection. Yeah. And I love that. The Mm, magic, that relationship magic. Mm. (laughs) You you usually say, quote unquote, I threw up my quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Quote unquote. Um, okay. So yeah, I don't fuck my, uh, monogamous friends. Um, another thing that you guys have that's different than me is, um, you guys have longevity and that just obviously takes time. It's in the the word itself, (laughs) but you know, for me, the huge difference between my female friendships with monogamous women and non-monogamous women is that I have my friends that are monogamous, I have known since I was in elementary school. And they've seen me change throughout the years. They know my history. They've seen me over the years, right? And you cannot replicate or replace that, right? And then you guys met me at this like more fully formed version of the woman that I want to be. And there's something so incredible about that too that you don't know where I came from and like you don't have all of that, the shades like um, clouding your um, view of me. It's like this is just who I am to you. So it's just so But in all honesty, 
You've been super open and honest and candid with us about everything from your past and everything that you've been through in your life. It almost was like we were there. <laughs> you know, obviously we didn't witness or experience all of it, but in reality, like all of those, what you would maybe call dirty details quotes, um, <laughs> you've shared with us. Yeah, yeah. But I've true, shared yeah. it. So it's through my lens, right? You That's know, true. fair, fair, yeah. fair. Because mm-hmm. same thing, 100%. like with you guys, like I've heard so many stories about the crazy joy family get togethers and like how you guys met at Keto and everything like that. And so I know these stories, but because I wasn't there firsthand and I didn't, you know, have the side conversations, like working through the issues that you worked through, like I only have your recounting of the tale. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 At least you get to hear the story. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the stories. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and you're making new memes with us now. <laughs> yes. So, oh, I was going to ask you, you know, when, when you think of women in the lifestyle, what do you think of? What are, what are some things that come to mind? Hmm. Best friends. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I think – what do you got on this one? Well, I think very specifically of our women in our Joy family and the women that I respond to in the lifestyle. And I think um, sexually adventurous, curious. Um, I think – Free, open. Strong. Strong-willed and strong-minded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say confident, and I think that that is a sign of self-love, mm. you know, and I think that Absolutely. also helps us and prevents us from comparing ourselves to each other when we have our own self-love there, but I think confidence is a sign of that. Introspective, because we're all ki- kind of trying to, like, figure out, ooh, what – what's happening here? Like, why am I being mm-hmm. triggered by that? And trying to grow and learn from it. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And compassionate mm-hmm. on that note, whenever I've had like issues, people will always sit down and like talk it through with me if that's what I want or need in that moment. Or they'll say like, do you want to just like forget about it? You want to, you want to go over and like, you know, just yeah, I'm trying to think of like the weird shit that we have. like shoot like gummy dinosaurs at the ceiling with me and like, <laughs> and, like <laughs> not think about it. So yeah, I th- yeah, I would say supportive too, but supportive also in a way where we're building each other up, very complimentary, which is I think not as common in I guess cultural and regular society, right? Where women are always tearing each other down and judging each other. And it's very competitive. I think that the lifestyle friends are just, they're always building each other up and supporting each other. That's absolutely something that I wanted to talk about is there's a different relationship with like, go back and compare like being in college or being in your twenties and going out to bars with your girlfriends, girlfriends, air Mm -hmm. quotes. Um, And like, it's a competition. Like half the time you're like going after the same hot guys or whatever else you're comparing each other. Like it just is a very different experience. Whereas like in the lifestyle, it's like, let me help you be as hot as you can possibly fucking yeah. be. <laughs> I'm, let me judge you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a completely, at least from my experience, I can't speak for all women, but like, and maybe I was part of the problem back then too, because I knew nothing about the lifestyle or any of that when I was that age or the freedom to make my own choices and live a non-traditional life. So it it just is a completely different mindset from the perspective of what I compare to my former life to my now life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so how long have you been in the lifestyle? Um, I think it was late 2016, 2017. Um, my partner has been in the lifestyle for gosh, 20 plus years since he was essentially 18, I think. Mm -hmm. This is so, and he's in his his forties now. So 
he's been in it forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And like when we first met, like I just remember him telling me about how his ex-wife was like into women and blah, blah, blah. And like they always had threesomes and just told me about it. And I always asked more and asked more. And I was like, huh, I've always watched lesbian porn my whole life. What is this about? (laughs) (laughs) And then like, I honestly almost thought to myself, this is horrible, but I'm going to admit it. Well, shit, I better get with the program if I want to keep my man. (laughs) 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 And so like, I was like, I looked up a bunch of vacations and I ended up booking a bliss cruise where I met one of our other very dear friends, Slitlana. Um, so vacations, Aww. trips, you meet people, go find your people. <laughs> um, and we had just decided, like, I was like, all right, we're going to Florida for a weekend, like a month before this lifestyle cruise was. And I was like, well, shit, we, we need to get one under our belt. So I'm not like totally green when we go on this trip. And so we went on adult friend finder at the time and like met a couple in Florida. And like, I think probably... 10 to 15 minutes deep, I was like totally making out with the woman put on a total show in the Uber ride on the way home, legs up, both headrests Uh, of the car in the back. T-Money was in the front seat. The couple was on either side of me in the back seat and T-Money was fingering me and both of them were rubbing all over me and I was just balls deep 10 minutes Wait, where was the Uber driver? In the front seat, he was 18 and was just like, holy balls, this is amazing. He got the best show of his life. Did your Uber I rating was, go up or down? Is my I have no idea because I didn't book that shit. I just rode like a hoe. <laughs> Oh my God, and then we went on the cruise and like, I'll say at the beginning of our lifestyle experience, it was a bit bumpy or a bit rocky because I was finding my way. Like he was finding his way back in, in the partnership with me. We drank a lot. Didn't really know. Like at that point I was just basing the connections and sex we were having on physical looks. Thank you, V, for introducing me to the word demisexual because that was not a word that I knew that was ever in my vocabulary, but it is 100% what I am. I need that emotional connection in order to enjoy the sex with other people. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So wait, I have so many questions. (laughs) So first of all, ask away. Yay. That's a new story that I haven't heard before. That's amazing. (laughs) It's okay. I've learned so much about you from this podcast. (laughs) Avid, avid listener. Oh my God. I love that. You're so so supportive. Yeah. to be supportive, one, but also like I genuinely enjoy listening and like even hearing like recounting of stories that I experienced with Al, it's just fun to hear it from another person's perspective. I lived my story of mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. it's fun to hear other people's stories of the experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, okay, so you meet T Money and you're like, okay, I, first of all, thank you for being, um, so open with saying that because I think that a lot of people probably think it and don't say it out loud like, oh, maybe I need to try this out if I want to keep this guy. Um, You know, paraphrasing, but I think- But I mean also lesbian porn. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, Okay, I can be with chicks. Here. This is cool. <laughs> I'm into this. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm I into watched... this. I'm into options. So, okay, so that was one of my questions. So you had never been with a woman before? I had had one threesome in college that like was like real bad that was like just like a horrible college drunk experience. Not horrible. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't like what it is now. Yeah. Like it was it was just like a tryout experience that happened to happen that was just kind of like experimental in a different kind of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also the sex that I had in college, even if there were two women involved, it's it was just so like male-centered. It's like I don't know. I just think that we kind of hit on it with Chet um in our conversation last week. Um it seems like people in the lifestyle um, 
we're having sex and we're so focused on mutual pleasure and there's no kind of like hierarchy of like male pleasure and female pleasure. And actually, if there is going to be a hierarchy, it's probably a little bit more about the female pleasure. Females. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. I would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, find that, I find that women orgasm more than the men sometimes mm. in the lifestyle. A hundred percent. I know I do. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So you had never been with a woman before. Well, really, except for that one experience. And that wasn't thought, it wasn't thought out. It wasn't like something that I went into with like, oh, like I'm really attracted to this person. I want to make out with them. I want to play with them. I want to whatever. It was just like drunk at a party. Something mm. happened. You know what I mean? So it was a different level of like foresight, I guess, mm-hmm. going into it that makes the entire experience different. And are you still friends with any um, females from your before life, quote unquote? Um, a few. Yes. I have like a couple of friends from high school that I casually keep in touch with. And then I have like one really good girlfriend that I was mentioning earlier that I had introduced to Elle that like knows everything and whatever else. But like, I work a lot. I have two jobs. I have you guys. I'm fulfilled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so would you say that you are not a girl's girl then? Like, that's not how you would describe yourself. Never have been. And what about you? I would say I'm not even. I was out in the dirt playing with the boys, running around the neighborhood, beating their ass. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have um, brothers or sisters? Brother, younger, beat the shit out of him too. (laughs) 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 Mommy can be a little bit of a bully, but she's a nice girl. Yeah, I I would say that I wasn't a girl's girl either. I don't think I prioritized my – I always had like a female, one or two really close female best friends. Yes. In in all aspects of my life, grade school, high school, college, post-college. Same. You know, but it wasn't until now that I have so many girlfriends that I could call out of nowhere and just vent and chat and shoot the shit with. And like with those friendships, it's like, oh, we'll be friends forever. But like – I literally know that with our friend group, we will be friends until we die. We're probably going to be in a commune together in rocking chairs, old and wrinkly. And I fucking hope so. <laughs> yeah, we were listening to another podcast, Al, and we both like karma gods. Give it yes. to us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want that. Life. We've earned it. We've the joy commune. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I want to kind of take it back to um, you said something about judging girls in the lifestyle. Like we are so supportive of making each other hotter and we don't compare ourselves. So I wanted to say that I actually do. (laughs) I do too. I do too, but it's different. Like, and most of the time, at least one of the other females in the room can sense that female's energy that they aren't judged. And we go pick up the pieces and we're like, what do you need, girl? Like, I know at least for me, it's like how I became the mommy. Like, I can, I can't have a good time if everybody's not having a good time. And normally we're so intuitive to each other's feelings. You can immediately sense the energy when someone's a little bit off. And normally we always address it and we're like, what can I do? What do you Yeah, need? I think that's the thing. We and then we'll give it, it to them. Yeah. And then if we are comparing yeah. ourselves to someone, we don't let it affect how we kind of like interact with the, them. We kind of just see it for what it is. It's like, okay, this is my own shit. And like, again, we have this it's so normal for us to be working through shit at any given moment. We're like, okay, just observe yourself in this moment. You don't need to act on that feeling, even if you are feeling inferior to this person or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think a lot of us too do really well at saying, I don't feel I need something. I'm missing something. Can you help me? And that's another thing that we feel safe to do in front of each other is, hey, I'm feeling a little vulnerable. I'm I'm not shining as bright as I want to right now. I need something added to my costume or my outfit. Mm -hmm. Like I need something. And then all or sudden, even just my emotions are mm, off. And like, mm. I just need a listening ear for a minute. And like, there's different people in the group who will be there at different points in time, mm-hmm. you know, like, and there's always someone at the party, whether it's our group or not, because I know we're talking about us a lot, but there's always someone who's like willing to help you through whatever moment you're going through because everybody's super just 
open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Um, okay. So is there anyone that perhaps when you first met them, there was something about their energy or something about them that kind of like put you off that perhaps now you have a better relationship with and that has changed? <laughs> I don't like to maybe call it put put you off, but maybe your energy wasn't aligning in the moment when mm. you met. Right. Um, so yes, I actually am going to tell a story about each of you. One's a little bit off topic. It's a reverse, but I'm going to tell two stories. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so scared. So <laughs> you're going to be just fine, honey bunny. Um, mommy would never do you wrong. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with L first since we met first. When we met the first year at Hito, I was – okay, so we got into this – Late 2016, early 2017, we went to Hito in 2018 where we met mm-hmm. L. It was like the first time at Hito, first time experiencing that V. You know how intense your first time at that experience is. Um, and like I met L and, you know. It L. was fetish night, L. right? Brad, yeah. I, I think that that was actually maybe after we had met a little bit earlier in the day, but the night we really interacted, it was definitely fetish night. And like, you know, me being a, a very type A female and L being a more sexually dominant person in the lifestyle, like she came at me with dominant energy. I came at her with dominant energy. I at one point was like, no, you're going to do this. I'm going to count to three. And if you don't, like it's over. Yeah. And like I counted to three. She didn't do what I said. And I said, peace out, bitch. And like dipped. She <laughs> turned around and stormed away from me in her cute little fucking outfit, like looking hot with her ass <laughs> and just didn't even look back and disappeared. And I was like, I literally jaw dropped. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> what just and happened? T-Money, T-Money ended up talking to Al later and he was like, you're wife's so hot but like nobody's ever done that to me before what was that about and he was like dude I don't know and it was really just about like she was coming at me with that like BDSM dom energy and like I was in a dominant mood too and it just didn't connect in the moment but luckily enough I think me and T-Money were walking to the gym on Thursday morning of Hito and we happened to run into Al and M and Al somehow remembered at some point knew that I smoked weed on that trip (laughs) and she was like, you smoke weed, right? Like we're going to the airport. We can't take this joint with us. Like take this joint. And so because we saw them in that moment, we exchanged numbers. <gasps> mm-hmm. And then later on that night, I smoked that joint like to the head. I'm pretty sure by myself or with a little bit tea money because he can't handle his <laughs> ganja. <laughs> um, but like, I literally was like, this is Molly marijuana. What is this? Why am I like rolling balls? And I think it was probably just like the euphoria from my first experience at Hito that everything felt like I was on Molly. But um, like I messaged Elle after the trip and was like, what the fuck was in that joint you got me? Like I got so fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And here we are now. Yeah, here we are now. She finds out that there was actually a little bit of hash in there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the rest is history from there. And we just started talking every day. Yeah. So initially that was like the, I wouldn't say it was a no, it was just, we didn't align. It was those, just, we didn't align in that, that initial moment, week. but and like, then it became a yes. And here we are. Five you, years exactly. Later. If you had asked me in that moment, would I be here now? It would have been a fuck no. Like, I would have yeah. never thought that our friendship yeah. would have grown and been what it is today. So absolutely. And I have learn to be more patient to get to know people as I've gotten further and further into this and to allow people time to settle into the experiences. Mm. Yeah. But you make a good point about like letting friendships settle, evolve, you know, evolve time, patience, experiences to allow for that, like trust to build and that love and that, you know, just acceptance. So yeah, really good point there. I think that there's some friends in this group now that I wasn't so close with in the beginning. And then after months, even a year or two, there were people that Absolutely. I didn't play with sexually until two years after being friends with them. And it, it just, it's just how the stars aligned with everybody, you know? Yeah, your time will come. 
No, I was just reading um, an article today about female friendships, and there's some sort of statistic where it's like um, when you spend 30 hours with someone, you're like, you know, satellite friends. When you spend 90 hours with them, and I think that's like, you know, outside of work, like whatever those hours entail, whatever. Um, 90 hours is a good friend. 200 is a best friend. So mm. I think that it – In what period of time? Um, I think it doesn't 200 matter. 200 in what? I, okay. That, overall. Yeah, overall, basically. Like you have to put in that time and that work. It needs to evolve and it needs to settle in. And Absolutely. And it is interesting observing myself in this group because I'm coming into this already established, very close group. And I had some real anxiety in the beginning. I still do sometimes, but like I've, it's gotten better as I, you know, have worked through it and like can recognize it for what it is. Um, because I realized that I cared about the having relationships with you guys. And I was, jealous of the relationships that you guys had. And it's like, oh, wait, they've been friends for many years. Like, I'm new to this. <laughs> and that's new for me because look at my female friendships. I've been friends with them for 20 odd yeah. years. Like, it's like, it's weird, like caring about, you know, wanting to put in the work with new people and have 20 year friendships with you guys. You know, it's like, I need to see the beauty in this newness. It's almost like a romantic relationship. It's like, oh, I, I just want to get to like year 10 where we, we can just like sit on a couch and watch Netflix together. And, you know, it's, I don't feel this anxiety. And it's like, no, enjoy yes, the anxiety. We <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that you still have some anxiety in the group settings. Cause I have to say, I've been in this group since the beginning and I still have anxiety moments sometimes. We all do. Yeah. Like, honestly, like I said earlier, I'm not a girl's girl. So sometimes I get a little jealous of the connections that all the girls have together when they're together, but you'll usually find me with the boys mm -hmm. talking about some intellectual fucking. shit. Or like, or <laughs> fucking. <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever, so. Brad. <laughs> Um, yeah. So that actually kind of perfectly segues into the story that I wanted to tell about V. And so when I met V in Mexico, 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 um, we instantly just had this like super silly bond and relationship. And I like people who want to just do weird shit and try new things. And she was like one egging me on to do weird shit and try new things, but she wanted to do all of the things with me, but patiently let mommy do them first. And then she did them second. She knew her place in that moment. <laughs> in that moment, you were very good. You were very good. You can go first all the time. Now. You try it out first. Thank you. That's so you sweet. Try it but out honestly, first. It was, wait, did you think that I was holding myself back to let you? Because I no, needed to just like after it was like everything that like, yeah, you were like glow sticks. I want to do glow sticks. Like not holding yourself back, but you just were like so ambitious to try all the new things and just like wild and crazy egged me on. And we just had the most ridiculous time that yes. trip, like mm -hmm. together, like we really bonded on that trip. And then it, a couple of the future events after that, you were establishing all of your relationships with other people. And, you know, you, I think it took you a little bit of to figure out how to articulate it to me, but like that something was off with our vibe. And I think it was because we came in so hot and then it kind of like didn't fizzle because nothing had changed about my love or feeling or anything for you. It was just like we were connecting with different people at the party, but it just so happened to trigger you in that moment and you told me and even some of our other friends certainly like was like hey maybe you want to like think about that in this moment maybe not like say that this way or like approach that situation a little bit differently because you're maybe not understanding the perspective they're coming from mm -hmm. and then like you eventually like opened up to me about it and whatever and like we talked about it and now like I think it was keto or maybe something before that you were like we're connecting now. Like I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the <laughs> yeah. vibes. And it just, every relationship has an ebb and flow, but we did stay open with each other throughout it. Like even as it, even if it was difficult for us to do in the moment. And then also like 
kind of the beauty in these deep friendships with each other is that we can call each other out on our bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And say it like it is and just be like, hey, you're kind of being a little bit too much right now. (laughs) And but that's what makes these friendships like amazing that is that how honest we are. We accept the situation for what it is. We don't get mad at each other for it. We just wait for the right moments when it's appropriate to discuss it and work through exactly. it and like grow from it, you know? And and yeah, yeah. I think what I was experiencing at these like big um events was a disconnection from you. And yes. you're right. It was it took me a while to think about it. And really be able to articulate like what it was that was bothering me because there were no like actual like real moments of like, you know, we didn't fight or like anything like that. It was just like, no, why are we not like we're not on the same energy level like like the night that you met Elle. And yeah, it just um, I think we've settled in like it's it's like we we took like a. A sifter, and like we had to let the the dust settle through the water, and like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, what do you think we as women in this lifestyle need to do to support each other better in these environments? It's so hard because we do so much. Really, it's it's difficult to think what else we could do unless we did for fear of fierce desires and boundaries forced (laughs) saying um we we kind of said this before but like basically asking someone for what they need like hey do you want to not talk about it do you want to talk about it um or Mm. do you want to just uh maybe talk about it and then like we're done after five minutes and you want me to distract you like you know what do you need from me right now and how do we move forward from there? That's a really good point that I wanted to bring up too was like, so you're you're speaking from the perspective of the person listening to somebody else who's having trouble. You're coming in and saying, hey, what do you need? Do you want to go be distracted? Yes. Blah, 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 blah. On the other side of that, one thing I was thinking about is somebody who is in that moment being vulnerable and authentically just sharing the anxiety, whatever the issue is, is in that moment also understanding are you looking to just vent and just get it off your chest or are you looking for advice? And I forget where I learned that from, but it was in one of these girlfriend friendships that I have in this lifestyle and joy family that said, you know, I'm just looking to vent. I'm not looking for advice. So please don't comment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's great. Cause I think that there's a lot of us that always want to be the savior. Mm-hmm. We, we always mm-hmm. want to give advice. We want to say, you should, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. And sometimes people don't want to hear mm-hmm. that. They just, they just want to, they just want to vent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just get, just curse and shout, you know? So I like how you come in from your perspective as the receiver of the information and then also as the giver, also like being open about what they want in that moment is mm-hmm. I want advice or I'm just looking to vent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think another thing is the support of like feeling sexy. We all want to feel sexy. And so um, judging each other is great support. <laughs> like we've talked about. Yeah. So like compliments, compliments, compliments. Well, actually, mommy, a good moment in Mexico, I was very new to the, you know, rave and theme party scene. And so like, I had stupid outfits the first year, I feel like. (laughs) And I did not have like the, the fun little accessories that just like up an outfit um, in my repertoire. And I remember there was a glow night and you were like, oh, I know what you need. And I wasn't even asking for it. I just, maybe there was like something (laughs) off about like, I don't don't feel that excited about my look or something like that. And you were like, I know. And you literally got this headband with these fuzzy space buns on them and just like put it on my head. And you were like, yes, there it is. (laughs) Pink, green, and yellow. It was was amazing. (laughs) And like, so just, yeah, like, there's like a sisterhood, it feels like, you know, almost like, um, mm-hmm. almost like, a, I was never in a sorority in college, but like how I imagine it from like movies and stuff like that, where like you all live in a house together and usually we're in a big Airbnb for these trips and stuff. And so like you can just go and we're in. All lesbians. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorority dream. Um, and we just like, you know, like share each other's wardrobes and stuff like that and want each other to feel like the, 
How did you put it, Al? I loved it. Like I'm not feeling my sparkliest or something like that. Like you want to feel like your best <laughs> version. Like you're shining, shining bright. Like Thank yeah, you. your best version. Yeah. Like, you well, know. And you eat – this group lets people kind of find their forte. Mm. Like that's kind of how I became the mommy. It was mm. from judging everybody, taking care of everybody. Like it brought me joy to pull out all the ridiculous things that I had bought but never wore and put them onto other people or just to like be like, oh, I've worn that a couple of times. Like let's spread the joy from yeah, this like accessory and make them feel good. Yeah. Like my closet is 100% open closet. Like I can't say that there's been uh, an event that we've been to in the last mm, four years where mommy's extras have not mm. been worn to include by M. <laughs> yes. Um, wearing mommy stuff. Oh, yeah. oh M always, always does. And shoes. We're everything. the exact same size. Well, no, you're you get to share shoes. I'm jealous, <laughs> but um, he gets to wear all my clothes. We are the exact same size. That's amazing. Um, another thing that I think that women can do to support each other more, um, and this is women that I don't know. So when I go into a sex party here in New York, um. I am often comparing myself to other women. I think it's just a natural thing to do. Like, how do I stack up next to these other women? Um, but often, I think all I want to do is just, like, become friends with them. And then, like, you you get past all of that um, outside bullshit of, like, oh, she – some of us have resting bitch face, right? And like, (laughs) and I think, so what I would want is just a a smile, like a smile and a hello. I think like if we're all in our heads thinking, am I good enough next to her? How far would it go if like all of us were instead going outside of our heads and saying, hey, I'm V, what's your name? You know? Right. Well, at the same time, just that disarming smile is is really goes a long way to really help people feel warm and welcomed and like, oh, hey, you know. That that topic actually totally triggers something in me and something that I personally want to work on in the lifestyle is I think that a lot of times going into these events, I feel very comfortable with my established group of friends and I kind of have like walls or barriers up and I typically wait for other people in the group to meet people and bring people in or to wait till later in the week, see who's kind of vetted out that maybe I want to like talk to. And like, that's maybe not the best approach going into these situations to have all of those walls up. So it's certainly something that like, I personally am trying to work on to just be like more open and friendly going into all of these events to other people that I don't. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, we're going to a uh, um a mixer tomorrow um with lifestyle people and every time I go, I'm always surprised at how many people I don't end up talking to because I'm intimidated or something. Uh, yeah. And I feel that too. Sometimes. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like we're here to meet people <laughs> and they're all here to meet people too, but we're all like, what? Just to afraid to say something? Like, what is that? It's so strange. Maybe everyone just, I think the the common theme that I've come across with approaching other people is how do you start the conversation is usually it's like, that's what horrible like, life. Yeah. Horrible Pull life. Out a card. Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is how I have found to approach people at events. There we go. Yeah. And with a smile oh, and introducing also, myself. <laughs> Hi, I'm B. Let's be honest. The conversation typically goes one way in the beginning. It's like, hi, I'm mommy. You know, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, you know people here? How many times have you been on this trip? Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, like, that's most of the time, other than playing horrible life, meeting people over at the nude pool or at whatever, you know, gathering at a certain event it is. Yeah. That's that's typically and I think that that's the best way to go about it. Don't come up with some mm. cheesy line. Don't come up and whatever. At least for me, like I would much rather you just come up and introduce yourself and just be a normal person introducing Do you yourself. Find it, um easier or more difficult to approach women? Um, in lifestyle situations or or men. Mm-hmm. 
Who? I honestly think it's probably hard for me to approach either because I'm a creature who isn't like either of you necessarily. <laughs> like I'm just a little bit more reserved and closed off and just still trying to find my way a hundred percent and things. And that's okay. Even though we've been in it for a decent amount of time, like I'm just still a hundred percent finding my personal solid footing with meeting people, introducing myself. And I think that this last trip we went on was like a really good awakening because there were people where I was like, oh, I actually was kind of like attracted to them and watched them throughout the week and would have liked to have interacted with them more. But it was probably me giving off the non-interacting vibes versus like them maybe not approaching me that I just need to be like more open and seem as though I am more receptive to people to introduce themselves to me, AKA resting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just to piggy off. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just thinking like for myself, do I have a hard time men or women? And I think that I don't, I think there's, a, there's phases where I do and phases where I don't, but the difference is, are they giving me resting bitch face? And those yeah. are the ones I'm not approaching. Right. Because exactly. It's a little bit more challenging to break that, you know, I guess I'll call it a wall. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, I would say I typically don't. Um, but it, if I do find it challenging when they have resting bitch face. Yeah. And I normally wait to see who everybody else like you vets out first. <laughs> <laughs> I let you do the dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to See, what about what? you? But that's not trouble? that's not good though, and I want to work. No, it's on not it. good. You're putting a you're putting a label on that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Just, fair, fair, right? but like, it's I, I could be more open, and it's something that certainly could be worked on. Right, but if you want to be more open, but if you're trying to be something that you're not, that's going to just lead to just not being. No, you. I want to be more right? open. Yeah, I absolutely want to be, but I want to do it feeling comfortable and not like I am the person that's a hundred percent constantly analyzing everything in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so that's not where I should be living. I should be living in the moment with the people I'm surrounded mm -hmm. by. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. That's the difference. That's what I want to change. I think for me, it's easier to go up to a woman. I think because I am a girl's girl and I yeah, I just I, I just want to be friends with all women. Um, and like I'm thinking about when I met you guys, right? So Jay and I very luckily were walking past your jacuzzi um, porch uh, balcony and on the first floor at Temptations. And we just had a question, right? Um, you know, how did you get your shade to go up? Because we can't get ours to go up. And thank God I did, because I think otherwise I would not have spoken to you guys. Like I, if I did not have a pointed question, I would have just walked past, felt so intimidated by your group because you're all attractive and beautiful and, I wouldn't have said anything, number one. But then number two, when I did go in, I found myself um, speaking to you, Elle, um, first because I felt like, you know, you're a girl. I can talk to girls. Like I can just – I don't know. And we, of course, like spoke Italian to each other. And so immediately it was just like <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um, but – I would agree that I'm a little bit more intimidated by when men. And while I was not a girl's girl in my former life, in the lifestyle, I think I'm 100% a girl's girl. Mm, like, mm. I agree with that for you. I run deep. Yeah. I run deep with the ladies in the lifestyle and like absolutely am a girl's girl and like always am with them first before I'm with any of the men the majority of the time with maybe the exception of M because he's just like my little, <laughs> my little mommy's little special boy. Um, and so like, and he, he kind of, he's, he's a Guys, girls guy, yeah, a girls, girls guy, guy. yeah. Hey. He's a girls guy. Yeah, he's a hundred percent a girl. He's, he's a guys everyone. guy too. He's, he's everything. Everyone. He's just perfect. He's God perfect. damn it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's such a great mm. guy. But in the lifestyle, I'm a girls girl, and I have an easier time approaching women unless they have resting bitch face, like Al said earlier in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was, that was a great question. Um, so also the role of your female friendships when your partner is fucking them. 
So I was trying to analyze like how do I feel when Jay is fucking like one of my female friends rather than like someone new? Um, And I know how I would answer that, but what do you guys think of that? What comes to mind? So I'm not – I am not initially – alarmed or bothered or triggered if my partner is having sex with a stranger. However, as long as I've met her first and I just have a good vibe for her energy, that's fine. I don't have to know her. I don't have to be super friendly with her or have a a connection with her, so to speak. Um, Other than I just have to like maybe just see who she is. But um, it's not – it also – is better when I do know the girl, right? Because it's just a little bit more exciting and fun. And then I can fantasize about that more because I know her, I know her essence, her energy, right? So it's a little bit more playful for me to think about that if I'm not involved. But yeah, I mean, either way, I'm okay with it. I just want to meet, know who the person is at least first. Does it enrich what you think of him uh, fucking someone else when it is like someone you know very well? Does it enrich me? Oh, absolutely. This is where that compersion comes in, right? I think I experience more compersion if I I love the woman too. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, exactly. If it's a stranger, I don't know that I feel so much compersion other than I feel more proud. I'm like, yeah, baby, get it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll get like excited, like, you know, and then I get to hear about a little naughty story of some strange. (laughs) Yeah. And it really is all about the energy that the uh, female is giving off to the female, I think, the majority of the time. Like, I might be a little bit more reserved with the like just met her or whatever else. But like, as long as I've had like a conversation with you and like, you seem like a cool chick and we've, you know, like your energy seems right, then I'm good. Mm. See, I would have pinned you for having to really know them very well with your demisexual personality before you allowed them. No, because I mean, like, look at the instance of what just happened at our last trip. Like, I didn't know that person that was new for T-Money to have sex with. I didn't know her well or whatever else. We really had just connected with them that day. Now, it was a little bit of a different experience because we had a threesome as our first experience. But honestly, I just sat in the corner and rubbed myself. <laughs> so fucking hot. You pulled a Brad. <laughs> I totally pulled a Brad. Like, I was participating and then I was like, I just want to watch. Like, this is fucking amazing. And I just sat in the corner with my magic wand and watched and like commingled, but like definitely was more of like a spectator than a participator. So, yeah, so this experience you know, it's is about energy. Yeah. So you were together that, for that first experience. Yeah. But even the vibes, even, you know, other people that were new to T-Money having sex with on that trip the very next day was still only a very brief moment of like interacting and getting getting to know them it wasn't like a a deep friendship mm-hmm. i'm growing <laughs> i know i had some surprise like i had no idea <laughs> oh so mommy um how has being in the lifestyle affected your relationship with yourself we've talked a lot about our relationships with other women what about you oh god my relationship with myself is a hundred percent better than it was before. I know myself better. I accept myself more. I've been through more situations and not like had to face adversity. Adversity is the wrong word, but like you have to face feelings and emotions and situations and encounters. And it just allows you to better yourself through each and one each one of those experiences. I know I've talked a lot tonight about like where I want to grow and I think that that's just kind of like a perspective that I've grown and learned through at least the people we've surrounded ourselves with through the lifestyle is the entire group that we hang out with and pretty much anyone you encounter is regularly trying to improve themselves, you know, get to know themselves better through these experiences, try new things that they maybe would have never tried before. Mm-hmm. And so it's really just all about growth and development. So my relationship with myself is 10 times better. I look at myself as a 10 times sexier, hotter, empowered you know, wonderful human being than I necessarily did before. And that's because of what 
other people have helped me bring out of myself. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It really, for me, has been an ultimately life-changing experience that I don't think I could ever go back. I don't ever want to go back, even if, God forbid, something was ever to happen to me and my partner. Like, it still wouldn't change his relationship with everybody in this group, and it wouldn't change my relationship with everybody in the group because that's how deep our friendships go. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. And I think, yeah, I think that's a great place to kind of wrap this up because mm-hmm. I think, you know, the relationship we have with ourselves, with our partners, with the females and that we found in the lifestyle, it's just, it's just deep. And it, it, yeah, everything comes back to growth mm-hmm. and how do we all grow together, separate individually, mm-hmm. as partners and as friendships. It all goes back to that. And how do we yep. be the sexiest us we can be? <laughs> the sexy mother. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> got the fix for it all. Well, thank you. <sighs> thank you everybody for tuning in to Girls Gone Deep on this lovely like girls gal friendship episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would love to hear what you guys think about, you know, girl friendships, non-monogamous monogamy. Please email us at girlsgondeep at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at Girls Gone Deep Podcast. And as mentioned earlier, you must play Horrible Mm. Life, which is the card game of Have You Ever, All Things Sex, and use it as your icebreakers so we can make more girlfriends and and have more relationships and connections with Mm. people. So uh, check out their website, HorribleLife.com, and get your hands on a deck and get 10% off with code GONEDEEP. So I'm Elle. And I'm V. And this is Mommy. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.